Good morning, Maryville, and all of you listeners out there. Thanks for tuning in to KZLX LP Maryville 106.7 The X. This is the Central Region pregame show here on The X, a full day of coverage for a Division II tournament, which is going to be absolutely outstanding. In Division One, it is Championship Saturday. We're having great matchups in the Big 12 tournament, the ACC tournament. Tickets are being punched for that big dance. But today, the fun is beginning here in Maryville, and we have a great list of coverage. And today in Maryville, and I think this is hilarious. There, we talked to the city manager of Maryville yesterday on Bearcat Banter with Andrew Wegley and Tucker Franklin. There are 242 hotel rooms in the state or in the town of Maryville, and there are no vacancies in the town of Maryville today. Uh, as there is quite a big event going on here. Teams from all over. There's a high school track turn, uh, track meet going on here at the Hughes Fieldhouse. It's sunny, believe it or not, in Maryville. I know that's hard to believe. Um, but today here on the Central Pregame Show, Austin McNorton, Nolan Brooks, Andrew Botwinick, and Sam Steinmeier all join me on a sunny day. What a great day, isn't it, gentlemen? Let the madness begin. Let the madness begin. Oh, yeah. I thought my week was going to be over uh, on Friday afternoon. Boy, was I wrong. It's only just begun. I mean, honestly, I think the weekend has gotten bigger for us. I mean, even busier for us here on the X106. And Andrew's going to have a busy weekend as he's going to be jumping back and forth from here in the studio to over at the arena to back to the studio. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be sprinting <laughs> back and forth from studio to studio to arena press conferences, back and forth. I'm just going to be the jockey today. Oh, man. It's it's a great day. And so throughout this hour here, and then we're going to send it to Jacob Blair and Trevor Mater, who are live from Bearcat Arena right now, setting up the equipment, getting ready to call the uh, Northern State and Southeastern Oklahoma State game, which will tip off at noon. They will be setting uh, up stuff for that and getting ready to call that game as we are broadcasting, again, all four games here today um, in the central region and so here for these first hour we are going to preview those two games here in the early session and then later on in the mid in the afternoon we are going to preview the nightcap in session two um, between northwest missouri state minnesota mankato and uh, st cloud will be playing as well in that game uh, against uh, nazarene south nazarene so we will be previewing that in the afternoon session but this morning we're going to focus on the two early first session games, and that session two uh, tickets are sold out. Um, they're selling out tomorrow as well for Sunday, and Tuesday is certainly uh, those tickets are also being sold on a rapid pace. So we are going to start first here in the pregame show, and we are going to look at, let's start with the central region. And Northwest, of course, being the only undefeated team in Division One, Two, and Three, they are the number one seed in the central region. They host uh, their, their, the, the regional here, and uh, we look at it. The, they have the 1-8 matchup. The 8 seed coming in is Minnesota State Mankato, um, a team that we got word of. They sent their team off to spring break. They didn't think they would be here today. Um, and and th- so they're here, and that's going to be an interesting matchup to preview in the afternoon hour where it's going to be a rematch of last year. 
Um, this is the third time that Northwest has hosted a regional, and they will be playing Minnesota Mankato again, as they did last year. And then the 4-5 matchup, which is going to be the night game tonight, Andrew Botwinick will be on the call for that um, with Kramer Samson and... That is going to be St. Cloud State, Southern Nazarene. That's a 4-5. The 3-6, which is going to be the 2-30 game, is Northern State and Southeastern Oklahoma. And then the first game today, which is going to be a great one, a matchup where these teams have faced off a couple times already in this season, um, an MIAA matchup between the Washburn Ichabods and the Missouri Southern State Lions. So, guys, I'll ask you, are there any games that jump? I mean, they're all great. But which ones really jump out right off the page to you? I mean, of course, talking about this session, probably Northern State and Southeastern Oklahoma State. You know, Northern State, the runner-up last year, uh, losing to Ferris State. And, you know, just see if they can continue – that postseason success, you know, in this region. Um, I think a game that really I have a couple that jump out to me. I think that Washburn Missouri Southern game is going to be huge. Um, you know, you're putting three MIAA teams in the same region. That that you know you don't see that very often. That kind of shows you the strength of and the all conference in a place overall. they're familiar yeah. with too. I exactly. Mean. So this is really neutral sites for three separate teams. Or not neutral for Northwest, but it's a neutral site for two other teams. So they kind of have that advantage. Um, and to have them pit up against each other, um, I think that's going to be one of the bigger games um, is that Washburn Mo South game. Also, I think the St. Cloud and Southern Nazarene game, um, I, I really think that's going to be a fantastic game. I mean, uh, St. Cloud State scoring 83 points per game and – Southern Nazarene scoring 79 a game. So that's pretty close. And, um, you know, in March Madness, you want those those close games and it gives you a little bit of entertainment. So that 4-5 seed game tends to usually be one of the more entertaining sections of a tournament because those teams usually are about the same level, uh, and that's why they're 4-5. and five. So look for that. Yeah, I'm right there with Nolan. I think that Washburn-Missouri-Southern game is going to be a great game. The two teams met earlier this year and Missouri Southern came away with an 89-86 win so to see Washburn at a three seed and Missouri Southern at a six seed and to like what Nolan said have those three MIAA teams all in the same region it's going to be tricky and it wouldn't surprise me if the championship for this region was two MIAA teams one on either side either Washburn Missouri Southern against Northwest I think that it's certainly possible yeah, that's going to be really interesting. And then we're going to look at the full, uh, really the whole tournament here for Division Two, um, because we're going to break down those games more and more today as we are covering everything. But we look at some of the games that actually took place yesterday, and if you're a two-seed, I would be a little concerned because you look at these two-seed matchups uh, – Seattle Pacific, they win their matchup against the 7 seed, 77-75. You look at another 2 seed in St. Edwards, they win against their 7 seed, 82-81. Um, West Texas A&M took care of business, the 1 seed, putting up 109. Uh, Texas A&M Commerce advances. Um, Lubbock Christian, Point Loma, UC San Diego, Seattle Pacific, and St. Martins, who got a close win. Um, in that 3-6 matchup, a 3. So, really, we already seen the March Madness begin, and all of those games are extremely close matchups. 
Yeah, if you're Northern State as a two seed in the Central right? region, I mean, you look at those. Yeah, you're kind of <laughs> looking at Southeastern Oklahoma like, here at like two thirty. Like, ooh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Does that help, though? Does that help to say, all right, we've already seen some games. We've already seen the fight in all of these teams. This is it. This is do or die, which is why, which makes March so great and these tournaments so great. Does looking at those scores help and say, look, just because you're a two seed, that doesn't mean it's going to be a walk in the park at all. I mean, this is a very good seven seed that Northern is really going to be facing here today. I mean, does that raise a flag or does that help in the long run? Um, I'm sure it raises some flags. I mean, it... Like you said, it's March Madness, man. It's any, great. Any, anything it's great. can happen. Yeah. So, I mean, for Seattle Pacific to only win by two, um, you know, and then you also said St. Edwards only winning by one. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think that's definitely going to raise some flags for Northern. But uh, if I was them, I mean, considering who they are and what their resume is this year, I wouldn't get too caught up in, in those games. I would definitely focus on today, you know, realize that, we're not those teams. We play different styles from those teams. Yeah, it raises flags, but we need to go out and dominate in the way that we have all year long and, uh, you know, not not let the craziness of March Madness get to you and let a seven seed sneak in and steal a game from you and then end your season. So, yeah, it'll raise flags, but don't let it raise too many flags. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a given, you know, coming into the tournament that every game is going to be a tough game, that, you know, Today on all days is a perfect example of it because a year ago today UMBC beat Virginia. Is that right? Yeah, that is. is a year from yeah, today? It was a year from today. Jeez. So you know, what a day in history. <laughs> you know, just from that, like it doesn't matter what seed you are, what your record is. You get a clean slate when March Madness begins. So yeah, Northern. So Northern State might have some red flags raised, but they've already had those flags raised since the bracket's been out. And so then my next question for you all is, and obviously we can't break down every single game in these 32 games that are going to be played here in this first round, um, so, but are there any matchups that you just take a quick glimpse at and you're like, this is one that everyone needs to be watching out for? Um, honestly, I think when we get to or past the semifinals, um I think we we really need to start keeping an eye on some games because, I, you know, history shows that once teams get past these first couple of rounds, get the jitters out, knock the rust off, I, I guess knock the rust off, um, is these teams really start to catch fire. And this is where this is where your sleeper teams start to pop up a little bit heavier than you saw in the, those first couple of rounds. So, um you know, if you if you see a one seed meet up with a five or six that ends up winning and advancing, the one seed could easily go down. I mean, so I, I couldn't give you a specific team, but I think after the semifinal round, that's when the matchups are going to be huge um, when they when those take place because those are those are what send you into the the elite eight and the final four in Evansville. So. Look for teams in that round to really kick it into high gear. I think for me, another a team, not necessarily a matchup, but a team to look for is number two seed Bellarmine. They're, they're a team that earlier this season was, was sitting atop all the polls. They were number one through the majority of the season, and then they lose a couple games, and, and now they're not even a one seed. They're a two seed. So it's I a think, scary two seed. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. definitely <laughs> a team that, that would not surprise me if they make it out of that region and – and that's a team that throughout the entire season 
has given everybody trouble. I know Northwest and them were, were back and forth, neck and neck, and then all of a sudden Bellarmine dropped the game and Northwest didn't and, and hasn't dropped the game since. And and it's it's been back and forth, but they're a team that's scary coming into this tournament. I think, again, I don't really have a matchup uh, per se, but I think a team for me is Indiana-Pennsylvania. I believe they're like the number two team in the nation. They are a one seed, and I think out of any team in the tournament that is going to give maybe Northwest trouble like to end their streak if it doesn't happen in the region, I think Indiana-Pennsylvania has got the best chance. It just seemed like they're a really, just a really good team. And then now we will look at the host team for this central region, um, the undefeated Northwest Missouri State Bearcats, MIAA champs, MIAA tournament champs. Um, this is the third straight year that uh, Northwest will serve as the central region's host. Um, Northwest will be taking part in its 19th NCAA tournament. Uh, it's the Bearcats' seventh trip to the NCAA tournament under head coach Ben McCollum. Um, and the Bearcats, of course, are 32-0 and in this season. They've won six consecutive MIAA regular season titles, four straight MIAA tourney titles, which has never happened before. Um, so <laughs> Northwest is continuing to set more and more records. Um, and, of course, they acquired that auto, auto bid into this uh, region. And so we look at their road in this central region. And, of course, it immediately starts with a team that they've had some history with. It, you could say it's a potentially a, a rival, a non-conference rival. It would kind of be similar to like a Kansas-Kentucky. Um, they're not in the same conference, but they're, they're rivals. They, they just, they've always battled it out. And here's a case today in the 1-8 matchup. Who would have thought? But here it is. We're getting a great one here tonight at 6. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. This, this is going to be great. I, I know if anybody's going to be a little jittery, it might be Joey Wittes, but Joey, this last is, year's Joey Wittes. Explain that for everyone who doesn't really understand yeah. his story with Minnesota. So essentially Joey, when he was at Minnesota, wasn't getting the amount of playing time that he wanted, so he transferred. And in, in his first year here, ironically, we ended up playing him in the tournament, which is last year. And um, they they dropped us off. I mean, you know, it, it was so crazy to see that happen. Um you know, Northwest they they played great basketball. It wasn't it wasn't like this year level, but it was good basketball and got them got them a one seed and hosted again. So um, I think it was Joey wasn't the same player he was this year. This is a different kind of Joey Wittes, and so um, I think that Conference was a huge thing. Exactly. So that that was a huge thing coming into this year was who are you going to be this year? Who who are you are you going to be the team leader or are you going to be kind of that middle ground player mm-hmm. so um he's essentially he's basically showing you i'm the leader um now with mankato um I- i'm sure i'm sure they're gunning for us i mean to be a one seed and going undefeated is a humongous target on your back um so I- i'm sure that northwest is prepared for that though i mean that comes with the they pressure had that tar- i mean exactly. really they northwest know has it. had that target on their back all season long. exactly yeah, they're they the only it. undefeated team they're, they're playing lights out. Every team, that's their Super Bowl, quote-unquote, saying, we can be the team to knock them off. So today's going to be another great example of that. And, yeah. and there's been a lot of teams that have been really close to doing that. And I yeah. think you and I, Austin, were talking about this earlier, is that 
that there's some games late in the season, the, the Mo West game that Northwest played, it was very close down to the wire, and that's a game where, where Coach Ben McCollum was saying we needed that game at that time because it was starting to get to the point where they were like, well, can this team lose? Is this team possible of having a close game? And looking at it, there's a lot of people that compare uh, this Northwest team to the, the 2016 team, and realistically, there there's only been one other team that has been able to go undefeated as as long as Northwest this year has, and that was Northwest back in 1929, almost 100 years ago. That team went 31 and 0, and and now this team is the longest undefeated streak in Northwest history. Yeah, and to pick back off what Nolan uh, said about the game against Mankato is a big factor last year against Mankato is we did not have Justin Pitts. We did not have our player of the year. This year, we do. We have this year, we had the player of the year, the freshman of the year, the defensive player of the year, and yeah. the coach of the year. We don't, like, no we, big deal. we are so <laughs> spread out. Like, the scoring and, like, everyone just playing on that kind of Justin Pitts level, it's not just one guy who we need to count on. We can count on anyone who's on the floor. And also, we have some people on the bench who are very good. So I think it's a completely different team than last year. And I think this will be a different game than last year. Oh, yeah. And then you look at their the rest of their road. Just getting past today is going to be interesting enough. But you look at the rest of the road, and I think immediately the two teams that you think of is a team we met up already with in this season is in Northern. And then two teams that we've already played in Washburn and Southern. So these are teams now that have said, all right, we've played Northwest. We know how they play. We potentially know how to beat them. Who out of those three teams worries you the most? I think for me, it's Missouri Southern. Okay. Uh, now, that may not, like, they're the lowest seed out of all of them, but they, whenever they come to Maryville, especially the past few years, they play their best game of the year. Like, they don't have any mistakes, they shoot just as lights out as we do. They play great defense, and they've had our number a lot of times in the past few years. Like, they beat, they've beaten us here more than anyone else over this big stint of hosting a region and being the number one team in the nation. Like, the one loss that we had in the national championship year was to Missouri yeah. Southern. So, I think, you know, they're, they're going to be gunning for us if they make it to us. I, I think a team that, honestly, besides Northern Washburn or, or Mo South, I think, honestly, if we win today and make it into the next round, St. Cloud State, if they okay. win... That, that's going to be a dangerous team. I mean, they, they score the same amount of points per game that we do. Um, scoring so that could mar- be a fun matchup to scoring watch. Margin, gun. <laughs> scoring margin's not the same. Um, you know, they, they, uh, they about a seven-point the difference between them. The team that shares them. well gets yeah. good shots. Yeah, they, they have about a seven-point difference between them and their opponents, and Northwest has a 21.8-point difference between them and their opponents. So that that's a huge, <laughs> huge, huge difference. But... I think if Northwest would end up playing St. Cloud in the next round, um, defense is going to be key. Um, St. Cloud allows 75 points per game. Northwest allows 62.3. That's a 13-point difference. And that that's huge when you get into these head-to-head matchups. So um, I, I honestly, before you even talk about later rounds, if that matchup happens, that's going to be huge. So I, I think keep keep your eye on, on St. Cloud State, but also – don't don't sleep on Southern Nazarene. I mean, they they're mm-hmm. playing pretty good basketball this year as well. Um, 
you know, 79.6 a game, 67 a game, so, um, or allowing 67 a game. So I think either one of those games could be huge matchups coming into just the second round. For me, I would honestly say out of those three teams, you, you know you're not going to get either – you're not going to get both of um, Washburn and Missouri Southern. They're not going to – one of them makes it out of this round today. So, so that doesn't really scare me as much. But I, I think Northern State is going to give Northwest a run if they, if they played because they played the very first game of the season. It was a two-point game that went into OT. And looking at, at Northern State's roster, their, their statistics – they, they play a very similar style of basketball to how Northwest plays. They have almost five players in double-digit scoring, as most of Northwest <coughs> has. And it's a lot of it is is sharing the basketball and, and being able to go from having a certain player like Ian Smith uh, have, go have a really great game, 20-point game plus, and, and then maybe the next game, Gabe King, who, who averages 12 points a game, he, he goes off. And it's just kind of the same thing that Northwest has, where it's on any given day, any player can drop 20 or 30 on you. That's kind of the same thing that Northern State has, and, and that's something that a lot of teams don't possess in, in the tournament, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a great day, and we are going to take a quick break here, and then we are going to come back, and we are going to break down and preview these two first session games between Washburn and Missouri Southern and Northern State versus Southeastern Oklahoma. You are listening to the Central Region Pregame Show on the X106. Welcome back to the Central Region Pregame Show here on the X106. Austin McNorton, Sam Steinmeier, Nolan Brooks, and Andrew Botwinick all in the X106 studio here. And we got some score updates as some games have already tipped off around the nation in the Division II tournament. Starting first, Virginia State, a three-seed, is trailing to a six-seed Notre Dame, Ohio, 16-9 early in that game. Going down another 3-6 matchup between LeMoyne and St. Thomas Aquinas. And LeMoyne holds, holds a 28-18 to 18 lead there. And then looking over, and we look at a, another 3-6 matchup between Lynn and Alabama-Huntsville. And we got a great game right there. 30-all there early in that game. And then looking at our final game that has already tipped off. And it is between... South Carolina Aiken and Lenore Rhine, and that is a 2020 game. So already, guys, the March Madness has begun as there have been some great games, and we hope to have some great games here in Maryville, and we are going to have those for you, and let's preview those. First, we will start with the 2.30 game here uh, this in Maryville this afternoon where the uh, Northern State Wolves will be taking on the Southeastern Oklahoma State, let me get this. The uh, sa- what is it? The Savage, Savage, storm. S- yes, <laughs> the Savage Storm. Great what, name. What I mean, it's unique. It's unique. That's for sure. So first, we'll start with the Wolves, the number nineteen team in the nation. Northern State Wolves make their second straight NCAA regional appearance after a close win over Southwest Minnesota State in their. NSIC Tournament Championship. Uh, Ian Smith earned tournament MVP honors while Mason Stark and Gabe Keane were named all-tournament teams. Um, And this is the Wolves' back-to-back NSIC champions led behind head coach Paul Sather, who was named the NSIC Coach of the Year for the second straight season. So 
Here's another team in Northern State who has been coming off of a great season, their second straight conference title. And then we look at Southeastern, who is making who has a little bit different of a story. This is their first NCAA tournament appearance since 2007. Um, and that team back in 2007 advanced all the way to the South Central region final. Um, Southeastern leads the nation in assist to turnover ratio. Um, they posted a 10 game winning streak from January to March and it's, and it was actually snapped in a three point loss to Southern Nazarene in the GAC championship game. So they're coming off of a loss, but this is a team in Southeastern who had four players earn conference recognition highlighted by their star player, Kevin Buckingham, who is the conference player of the year for Southeastern. So here, we talked about the 2-7 matchups. This is a great one. A team who has been here, done that experience, and a team who is up and coming with some scary talent. Yeah, Kevin Buckingham, 20.4 points a game, 9.6 rebounds a game. He, he's filling up the stat sheet in any possible way. He's got 44 assists on the season. He's he's able to do everything that you would want for a specific, like for a certain player. He does it all. He's leading the team in rebounds. He's leading the team in points. He's the kind of guy that you want to, and everybody knows that he's going to get the ball almost every single possession. Yeah, and uh, also Buckingham is you know 37 percent from three, so you know he can shoot it a little bit from the outside. Also, a player to look at for. Southeastern is Kellen Manick, 13.6 points per game and you know 41% from 3 you know and he's that he seems like a very good second option for the Savage Storm. Yeah. Um I think a, a big thing that's going to come up in this game is the defense between the two teams. Um if you it, I brought up earlier the scoring the scoring margins um Southeastern is has about a 10 point scoring margin and then Northern has about a nine-point scoring margin. So that that's it's pretty close. Um, but as far as the defense, I mean, Southeastern, they get five five steals per game. I mean, that that's I think that's going to be huge in 12.8 points off of turnovers. Um, that, that That's a pretty big turnaround if they can make that happen against Northern, force the turnovers. Um, you know they're forcing about 11 turnovers from a team per game. Um, that that that's a pretty big, pretty big thing to do against a team teams all year long. And um, I think that that is probably going to be the big piece that they're going to want to attack going in as the underdog. Um, force a lot of turnovers, get them in foul trouble because you know essentially their their offenses are almost the exact same. Um, so. It's it's not going to be about as much as offense as it is stopping those key players. And you know, Andrew brought up earlier, Northern has, you know, essentially if you go past the first four double digit scores, there's three more that are almost in double digit scores. So that that's six people who are nearly contributing evenly on the team. So I think uh, Southeastern's going to have a tough time with that. But if they can stop that and get the turnovers, uh, 
This could be a game. It's going to be a great game, and that tips off at approximately 2.30, depending on this first game, which we're going to preview right now, and then we're going to send it live to Bearcat Arena with Jacob Blair and Trevor Mayer, who will be on the call for an MIAA matchup between the number 23 team in the nation, the Washburn Ichabods, and they will see a familiar face in the NCAA Central Regional against uh, Missouri Southern and the Ichabods 3-6 matchup. The Ichabods fell in the NMIAA Tournament Championship game, of course, to Northwest Missouri State, 82-53. And Missouri Southern lost in the NMIAA Tournament first round to Pitt State, 89-80. Um, and that was their last time, and that was back on March 8th. So they have a little bit of rest, an eight-day rest. Um, this is the Ichabods' 14th appearance in the NCAA Tournament, second straight appearance. Um, and, and really, this is... A time. This is a matchup where these teams have seen each other before in a regional. Twice, actually. The Ichabods and the Lions have faced each other twice in the NCAA regional with the Lions winning both meetings in overtime. The first meeting was in March 10th, 2000. And uh, Southern was able to win 79-73. And then in 2011... Southern was able to win 82-79. If we get anything like that, both of those games going into overtime, this is going to be a great call, and Jacob Blair and Trevor Mayer will be in for a treat. And yeah. they, when they played earlier this season, it was 89-86. So yeah, and that was the only meeting of the season. And <laughs> it, for these two teams, it, it's almost like it's another Saturday. Two MIAA teams, they go head-to-head. They, they do this already. They, they've seen film from years prior it's another Saturday for both these teams, and uh, there's a lot more on the line this Saturday, gu- guaranteed, but it, there's not a whole lot of extra stuff you do because you've seen this team before. You know how this team will play, either one of them, and it's kind of just keying in, making sure that you're doing the right things at the right time. Yeah, I mean, they they know each other so well because you know, they're in the same conference. The only thing different about this matchup between these two teams, it's, it's neutral site, but... It's at another MIAA school, so they both know this gym well, too. So I don't think the neutral site will affect them as much as these other teams in the region because, you know, they've been to this gym and they've played here. Um, a matchup to look at for this game is, like, how well um, both teams' superstars will play. And uh, for Washburn, that's Javion Blake. He's uh, averaging 19.5 points per game. Uh, I believe he was... MIAA uh, tournament all team and so he's just a really good player all around and for Southern Cam Martin he's scoring in an unbelievable rate 21.4 points per game and you know you don't really see that a lot in D2 20 points well he led the MIAA in field goal percentage double doubles free throw attempts and free throws made so Northwest obviously doesn't have the size uh, that Cam Martin has can Washburn match up with a guy like this who has just been a monster all season long? Um, I think I think that is going to be a huge part of, the, of this game. Um, that they're barely out rebounding their opponents already, and then when you put somebody like Cam Martin in, yeah. um, I, I think that's going to be a, a big part of this. Um, can he box out the big man and uh, keep that? I mean, a four point four rebound margin isn't bad. I mean that 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 could be a huge a a turning point for rebound. So I think that they can do that. That'll be huge. Um, Washburn gets fourteen point seven points off of turnovers, force the turnovers and don't allow Cam Martin down in the paint and to be in his wheelhouse. Um, Washburn could win this. 
It's going to be a great game. And that will do it for the Central Region pregame show. We are getting ready to send it out live to Bearcat Arena. And we are, again, covering all the games here on the X106 today. Uh, 12 o'clock tip-off between Northern, or between Washburn and Missouri Southern, a 2.30 approximately tip-off between Northern State, Southeastern Oklahoma, and then a tip-off between Northwest Missouri State and Minnesota Mankato at approximately 6. And then the nightcap where Andrew Botwinick will be make, on the call with for that one between St. Cloud and South Nazarene. All the games, all the covers, the central region. We will be, us four will be back here in the studio at approximately 4.30 for the central region midday report. So we will see you for that. But right now, we are going to send it live to Bearcat Arena where Trevor Mater and Jacob Blair are on the call. Guys, how's it going over there? <laughs> 